0: You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's the weekend. We're having some fun. Summer is officially here, Chris Meany. We have now turned the page from spring to summer, and I'm excited. It's going to be a fun summer of DFS. And we've got your lockdown ready to go. Chris Meany. there's even talk about some baseball maybe coming back to Montreal. Wouldn't that be fun? I would love to see, you know, Yuppie back at work because that guy's been <laughs> out of work for a while. And it's been really hard to get Yuppie a job, you know, especially with a drug problem.
1: It, you know what? Actually, Yuppie is the mascot of the Montreal Canadiens. He went over to, well, well, to but he needs to be back. So yeah, He's he needs, worker. you're right. You're right. He needs to go back and, and, you know, be part of the Expos. <laughs> I, I really, I hope so. Like eventually someday, you know, we'll be able to see baseball again in Montreal. I grew up, you know, at the ballpark at the Big O. I've been there several times. There's talk about building a new stadium I've by been the there. water, which they have I've been to do. There. You've been I there?
0: I have. We, My cousin nice. and I took a trip up to Montreal to go see the Expos play. And uh, it was funny, they asked us the border patrol. And it was like right when the major league baseball was talking about contracting them and all the stuff that was going on before they ended up moving to Washington. And they said, what's your reason for being in Canada? And we said, we're going to go see the Expos. And the guy laughed and he goes, oh, really, <laughs> why are you going in Canada? And we said, no, no, we're, we're going to see the Expos. <laughs> so we did. It was, I want to say Adam Dunn's debut weekend with the Reds. Okay. He had just come up recently. So it was young Adam Dunn and uh, Ken Griffey was still on the Reds and Scott C. Vlad jr. Nice. Uh, in uh, excuse me, Vlad Sr. in person. Yes. My apologies, Vlad Sr., and uh, so that was pretty amazing. And what a bizarre I mean, there's like a karaoke band when you walk in playing. <laughs> there was um, a taste in the hot dogs that was very weird that I've never tasted at any other ballpark. Uh, and yuppie and and those and plastic yuppie. seats, which was really funny because you bang on instead of clapping, you you take the plastic seats on either side of you and you bang them down, and it makes kind of like a bang 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 sound instead <laughs> of clapping. That was the popular way to cheer.
1: Yes, Um, I'm familiar with those seats. I, You know what? They deserve it. I know that the fan base stopped going, but baseball screwed them over in 94. They had a really good team, and, you know, they go on strike in August with a six-game lead. Uh, We were talking off air about that. Yeah, terrible building.
0: The owner was, they
1: were selling everyone, too. Like, they were just selling all their pieces. Like, so many good baseball players came out of Montreal, and they were just shipping them, you know, out of town, left, right, and center. So, you know, they deserve another shot, and I think we'll see it someday you know, Tampa Bay is not doing well. Let's be honest. They don't, they don't do well with attendance. I mean, they have some fans in Toronto there and they were setting records for four or 5,000 people come to the ballpark when the Jays came there a couple weekends ago. So, yeah. it's, so time's when, when they
0: do those preseason things. there, the crowd yeah. is live. They're excited. It'd be cool. And they're a good team at uh,
1: Tampa. And they're not getting the, yeah, the support. I mean,
0: good. Move them out there. i don't want any more baseball in Florida. That's what spring training is for, for God's sake. So, but I'll tell you what too, two more quick story stories. And then we'll get to the Cause it's worth it. So the, first one is we went to see two games on that weekend and we were sitting on the field level Uh, even though our seats weren't field level seats we were like the next section up from the very lower box but there was literally no one in the entire section when we were there it was just us two people in the entire section and this little french canadian old lady comes up to me as the usher and is like checking our seats i'm like oh come on lady (laughs) like there's no one in the whole section like and she made us move she made uh, us move, but I'm thinking of, and we weren't even like it we weren't even like at the dugout or somewhere like we were like just in a in a field section by ourselves in the lower level, made us move. And the last thing was uh we uh we bought some U.P. vitamins, which are <laughs> which are terrifying. I'm not exactly sure what's in them, but one of our things was my buddy, uh my buddy Kurt and I. We used to, you know, we had a you know, big time Madden players and stuff like that. So the loser. If, you know, you beat the other guy in Madden, he had to eat uh, two Yuppie vitamins. That was the, uh, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what UP did it to vitamins. him. I don't know. <laughs> oh,
1: man. know but yeah. Let
0: me tell you, it was a steep thing because you didn't know what you were ingesting or how it was going to
1: affect you the rest of your life. <laughs> I would have been all over that as a kid, the U.P. vitamins. I've never it was heard so of weird. Them, but... They
0: made such weird stuff there in the gift shop in Montreal too. They had Yuppie cough medicine. And I'm like, that can't be legal. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but if you drink a whole bottle of it, I have no idea what happens to you.
1: I don't know. <laughs> On my set behind me, I have some Expo's gear. Yeah, we, Dad and I used to go. And it's funny, we used to go every year. And the first couple times we went, he would get you know decent tickets. But then we'd realize like nobody's at these games. And then the the following year, we just. We tried to. We got the cheapest ticket. I think it was like ten dollars, and we did. We moved down, and I think Joe, you just got him at a bad time because they really didn't care, you know, where you sat after the first couple innings. They were encouraging people to come down to the to the lower bowl. So I, I don't know, see, man. Like, that that little that were, old
0: French Canadian lady was. She was, was all fucking, over you. Yeah. She was all over it. What a <laughs> jerk! All right, let's get to this and let's talk on Saturday. And uh, there's some obvious cash games here on Saturday in the early Slater day. Jose Barrios against the Twins. Barrios was really good his last start. Unfortunately, he lost out because Rick Porcello outdueled him. But, oh, you know, God. I don't think Danny Duffy could do enough to stop the twins. I think Barrios is a lock for a win. Uh, then, you know, you kind of fade away from the whole Peña Dakota Hudson thing because St. Louis yep. has been terrible. And, and then you have the only other one to me where it really sticks out is you have Clevenger on the slate. Now, Clevenger has been back. We all know the kind of big time upside Clevenger has for strikeouts. He's against Detroit. I love this as a pivot from Barrios if you are looking to get off of him. I, 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 I think that that's a perfectly good one, and I think it's going to be pretty well-owned, especially we consider the only other really strong big-time pitcher on the early slate is Luis Castillo, but he's in Milwaukee, and I do not love that situation.
1: No, and he's been a little spotty with his control. So, yeah, I like Clevenger a lot, actually. I I know we we talked about him being a fade in his first outing. Exactly the line is what I expected, right? He was going to strike out a few, maybe walk a couple and not go deep. Um, But he he was still very good, and he threw 91 balls. So, like, not balls, 51, 57 strikes, but he had 91 pitches. So he went fairly deep in that first outing. 29 K in 16 innings so far this season on the, on the 2019 MLB resume up against the Tigers. Absolutely. Love it. Him and Barrios. Those are the two guys that I want exposure to in tournaments and in cash Um, all over those two, for sure. And
0: lucky us. We have the perfect, perfect pairing for either of those two guys on DK, which is your boy, Mike fires the quality start machine, baby against <laughs> at Tampa home. Uh, Does yeah, it? at home against Tampa. Really another crap opener and all this other stuff. And you know what? It's just perfect. It's just begging for it. You know, sometimes you get too cute. Don't get cute here. I just think you, you go with fires and one of these other two big guys and you make it work. Because if you're going to get cute, it's the Mets and Cubs and Quintana hosting uh, Zach Wheeler and the Mets. And Wheeler's up and down. We know he's got strikeout potential. But you basically have to pick a side of this game in a tournament and be right on it. I prefer to just stick to the cash games in the afternoon, personally, if you're going to play. But do you, maybe you have a different opinion on it. Do you think you take a shot with Quintana against the Mets, you know, with the lefty, or do you maybe take a shot on Wheeler and that Cubs lineup who hasn't really been quite as potent as we wished it would be lately?
1: Yeah, they have been fairly quiet. Actually. Um, I, I think I'll shy away. I, I see the, the appeal. I, I suppose if I was, were to pick one, it may actually been Quintana. I, I may go, may go that way, but I like fires. I think mean, you brought them up. I mean, When's when do you think the last time this guy allowed more than three runs, earn runs in a start? What do you think that was? Uh,
0: mm, I had the last time Chris Davis had a
1: three hits in a game. <laughs> Pretty much, April twentieth. Okay, April twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. This is this is a guy who has he's been dominant. Like he's given up home runs. But I mean, it's been three hits or fewer in in two in his last two starts. He's coming off that that shutout where he didn't allow any earned runs. It's been it's been quality starts for him, and I I want to get involved again at home. This is somebody who gets beat up a lot on the road. He's got a three point zero nine ERA over forty six home innings this season. Opponents are only hitting one eighty nine against him. Like he's been pretty decent at home, so. I I don't think anyone's going to be on him. He's going to save you a little bit of cash. And then you could jump up on, you want to get some Red Sox bats in there. You want to get some Padres bats against Chris Archer. Like I'm that's, that's what I'm all about.
0: Well, in the afternoon, I'm going right back to those. And this is going to be the theme of the weekend here. I'm going right back to those Padres. You got Chris Archer, who's a total gas can this year. And uh, he's been brutal. I mean, and so to me, it's, it's the Padres and these pitchers. And then you kind of just fill in the rest. It makes sense for me. Anything else here in the uh, afternoon that you want to point out? Because I just feel like this is pretty much just a lock. Like, this is just easy. Don't overthink it. Don't try to, you know, don't don't get cutesy. Don't, you know, start going, well, maybe I can go with Tommy Malone. No, no, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that at all. Yeah.
1: Archer is allowed a home run, at least one home run in nine straight outings. And over those nine outings, it's been 15 bombs. 15 Mm -hmm. bombs. So on, on the Pittsburgh podcast that I, I produce over at the athletic yins above replacement, if you're a pirates fan, you know, it's actually a pretty good podcast to listen to, but these guys are talking about Archer going in the bullpen. Like, they're they they feel like he's really close because he's just got two pitches and neither of them are working for him right now. <laughs> yeah, um, both so of them. Evolve. He's walking guys. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean he has a a four <laughs> he has a four point five nine walks per nine and an ERA pushing six and the FIP is above six. So and this was a guy who was striking out
0: two twenty a year in Tampa. He right? was too, he was you know he was a. Yeah. He was a really good fantasy pitcher, better than a regular pitcher sometimes, but like a 200K, yeah. like he was a guy. Well, ERA might be a little high, whip might be a little high, but you get the strikeouts. He's a little competitive, all that no, stuff. But no, let's get no. to the evening where where it's a totally different. I'm gonna get totally cutesy in the evening. All right, Whoa. I'm gonna get all, yep, yeah, yeah. I don't know, feeling cute. Might uh, right, might go with right, Annabelle right. Sanchez in a tournament, and I'll tell you why. Annabelle Sanchez over his last three starts, one five four ERA. Mike Fulton average still sucks. I know really he <laughs> got a win the other day. But he still walked five guys Yeah, he in that still range. walked a bunch of guys. Okay? Yeah. And you can't, you can't do that against the Nats. I think they're going to take advantage of that. So, for me, yeah. Annabelle Sanchez at home, I think he could – I'm telling you, I know it sounds a little goofy. You think I might have drank a little bit too much of that you coffee <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. I know. I beat you to it. <laughs> it's
1: all good. It's <laughs> but, all good,
0: yeah. But it's it's two guys. It's him and it's Lance Lynn in Texas. Because yes. Because Lance Lynn in Texas against Desponge, yes. who uh, is going to be brutal. Yes. Uh, I I think you can go with Lynn, and I think you can pay. You can fade Ryu from the from the evening slate. You could fade Tanaka. Just forget it. Go Annabelle. Go Lance Lynn. Get yourself a bunch of Yankees. Get yourself a bunch of Texas Rangers, and go to war. That's what I do.
1: Well, I'd love that you followed up with Lynn. I, I understand the Sanchez thing, and Fulton Evert has been bad. You're right. The walks, the home runs. Yeah, i mm-hmm. you, you not good. You think- no, you know, not, not great. I love Lance Lynn. I like him in cash. I like him in tournaments. He's really, he deserves a lot of respect what he's been able to do so far this season. I mean, he has a 102 strikeouts and in 93 innings. He's allowed three runs or fewer in nine straight outings and three runs or fewer in 13 of his 15 starts. Like he has a 4.16 ERA, but it's because he allowed seven inning or seven runs in his very first start of the year against the Cubs. And then he allowed, then he had an outing in Oakland where he allowed eight runs and then one in Toronto, he allowed five. Other than that, it's been basically two or fewer and racking up at least seven K. I mean, he's hit the double digit mark twice yeah. over his last five outings. So and this is a good spot for him against the White Sox up against oh, he's the Spons. Get a w here. Yeah. Come for on.
0: sure. Love he's it. Get a good call. W here. But the yeah. you know. What it's, about Rio? Are you playing of... Rio?
1: Yeah, he's gonna be at thirteen K. Well,
0: I mean here's the problem. He's gonna, he's gonna be so expensive. But I mean, yeah. it's not wrong. Well, that's why I'm not paying that that's why I'm not playing cash games in the evening i i don't I don't feel comfortable enough with Tanaka against Houston. I just don't, but yeah. I do like the Yankee offense against Wade Miley yeah. um but to me I, I this is this is my my concept if I'm, It's a shorter slate in the evening. you'll know, take Lance Lynn, you take Annabelle Sanchez, and you get as many big it's bats as bats- you can. And you go to yeah. war with it I like because it. I think people will try to make Ryu work, and what they'll do is they'll take Ryu and a lesser pitcher. Now, Lambert's on the slate against him, and he's been very good, so you might even have that opportunity where Lambert actually keeps pace with Ryu for a while, and if he does, God, you know, there hasn't been a spot where he could really take advantage of him yet. Like, I feel like we always want to, and it's just not a good spot, All right. and, and I feel like if Lambert could just keep pace with him, there's real opportunity for even those lineups with Ryu in tournaments to kind of crap out a little bit.
1: For sure. And and even without story, it's still a lineup that can that can hit a pitcher around. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of a regression with Ryu. I mean, I know he's been so good for, for really dating back to last season, especially at home. But, you know, the high strain rate, you know, 92 percent, you know, eventually maybe he's going to maybe he's going to have a bad outing or two uh but you, know, you have imagine? to get i laugh outing? saying it i two laugh runs
0: it. and two walks like what's is that the bad outing is that like, i, I oh, guess man, the bad, bad outing, outing would,
1: like, would yeah i mean he's only allowed one run in his last four starts. like this guy is just unbelievable he's never allowed more than two runs this season i wrote so, a, i'll tell you crazy. there's a
0: piece i wrote on Fantrax hq back in march you know where, where was, uh, I, and i know i mentioned on the show but it's it's hilarious because the, the guys that I highlighted were Ryu, Fires, and Annabelle Sanchez, who now is starting to look better too. And it's funny because, like, right now, if you own two or th- two of those three guys, you're just loving life in season long baseball right now. Like, you're just oh. loving it. Like, you, you know, how many teams right now are in first place just because of
1: where they got Ryu?
0: Like, yeah, he's for, just carried uh, you and whip an ERA and ERA in season long. It's
1: crazy. And a lot of All people right, are talking about selling high on him, Joe, and I just wouldn't do it. I would just ride it out. No, I know what he's what got he gonna, some injuries, but what there's are they no give need. You? Yeah, there's no think, need. You think
0: Blake's back?
1: Like... 1.15 ERA at home over 54 innings last year, and this season over 51 innings, it's 0. 0.87. You just if somebody doesn't on. believe in
0: Ryu yet, go get him. Just go get him. Just, yeah, get him. just hang on like even if he's worse, like it's still going to be great. I just feel <laughs> yeah. you know, the only thing that could be bad is if he gets hurt again. And that's a real, yeah. And that's concern.
1: just, yeah, for sure. And you know what, <laughs> but it's, that's everybody, you got to get some Yankees bats. I think it's more important to get Yankees bats than Ryu's or, or maybe, you know, some other, I mean, Texas bats, like those two, those two offenses. I think it's more important to attack that it's going to be so tough for any lefty to go through this Yankees lineup. It really is. And I think we'll really see Wade Miley, He's going to get into some trouble, I think, this weekend.
0: All right. Let's move on to Sunday uh, where you get Jordan Yamamoto making his first start against a team not the Cardinals this year. Yeah. Now, the first two against the Cardinals have been very good. A, and I actually like him in this spot against the Phillies. The Phillies Should. are not a great lineup so far. I think he's absolutely in play until he proves otherwise now. And we've been kind of a little skeptical. But I'm willing to take the plunge here because you don't have a whole lot else on this slate. You got Porcello. Yeah. Um, You got Soroka, obviously, who's going to be very chalky. Uh, But the the real question here is in the early slate, you got Verlander. You've got Soroka. uh, You've got Woodruff. And you got Jacob deGrom. So those are four big-time names here before you get in a little bit into the later games in the 3 and 4 o'clock. So if Mm -hmm. deGrom is cheaper, I'll take deGrom over all those guys personally. Like if if he's cheaper than Soroka and Verlander. And I think he will be too. I think that seems to be the trend
1: lately. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that's I think you're dead on. Sirocco is just a pass like he's a fade now. I can't I can't spend all that money for him when I just know he's not going to flirt with the strikeout's like the double digit strikeout's like especially when there's a, a guy like Verlander and DeGrom on. DeGrom was unbelievable against Atlanta. He can definitely have that kind of showing again against Chicago. With Sirocco it's like, yeah, okay, fine. Maybe we'll get a W out of him and he's going to get the run support. He keeps the ball on the ground. But the five or six strikeouts, it's it's just not that appealing for his price. So he's gotten to a point mm. where he's almost a fade now. And you know how much I like yeah. him at the start of the year oh, We're all over him. <clears throat> so I think he got a fade. I think Verlander is interesting from a, just a tournament standpoint, but he's been giving up bombs like almost every single start he we has. talk about it. So it's I ballpark for that jump. too. Yeah, we yeah. we may get a discount in price on some Yankee bats. I think you continue to you know grab those value guys like DD and Hicks um I, I think definitely go that way and then a pleisak may be the value guy on the board the the one value pitcher if you want to yeah, go I see start and scrub against detroit like i can again, see that could also uh, i
0: i can also understand on dk you know kind of fading the whole top group or with soroka verlander and and yeah. uh, degram all together and going with maybe a combination of Lucchese and woodruff based on matchup where you think Woodruff sure. and Lucchese both have strikeout potential, both have a good opportunity where a path to the win is there against the yep. Reds. We got Woodruff at home and against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, so I think that there's there's opportunity with those two guys. Um, so I think it's that's kind of the tournament play. That's kind of the fadeaway, you know, let's do it with a bunch of bodies instead of relying on one guy because the problem is I don't really love some of the low-cost guys where you can drop down and pair on DK with Verlander and Soroka, there's not a lot of those guys around. I agree. So, yeah. and Hap is not that guy. Not a lefty no. against the Astros. No, 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 no.
1: Like, no, no, thanks.
0: That's then. You know, Yamamoto maybe, like you said, maybe Pleissack is that guy you pair with the <clears throat> with one of the big boys. But outside of that, it gets real tricky real fast. So um, now, when you're looking for offense here, I am looking at Houston. Uh, I'm obviously you have to look in Milwaukee as always, especially against Desclafani, the righty there, uh, with some of those big lefty bats, but. I mean it's it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to squeeze those guys in
1: I think you I think you had the models. theme. You had the theme, Joe, on, on Friday's show and you know, when we talked on Saturday is Padres. I think the theme Padres. Is, is Padres. I think that, you know, like we've talked about before with this team, especially on the FanDuel side, you know, Manny Machado also he's just not getting the respects. And and they have the upside. I mean, Hunter Renfro is just having himself a season. He's hitting home runs and, and Stephen Brault can't keep the ball in the park. So that's that's where I would go for offense, Houston. San Diego, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you want to get involved with and some Texas. Milwaukee when Bats. You get to the three o'clock game, you got Texas against Ivan
0: yeah. Nova, which is another one, too, where it's Adrian Sampson and Ivan Nova. I'm not going to deal with either of these two pitchers, obviously. No, but you
1: shouldn't. No. The
0: Rangers and and the um, the San Diego Padres are two teams that I think you're looking at cost effective, good returns, somewhere in the three to mid to high three range. It's very doable. You only need one kind of not punt plays, but responsible punts where you're looking at guys who are cheap especially it's easier to do on a Sunday where there's more guys who are kind of popping in the lineup who are matchup plays anyway, platoon guys. Uh So <clears throat> look, going through the rest of the slate in the afternoon, it's not a great slate when you get to the four o'clocks, because you got Anderson and the A's against Tampa. Uh, You've got um, San Francisco and Arizona, Merrill Kelly and Sean Anderson. You got Gabriel, Yanoa and Kikuchi, and that's dreadful. These, these are Sensatella all telling Maeda. Yeah. And then the last one's Maeda. So Maeda is the clear chalk there. Yeah. Uh, You know, Tyler Skaggs is is in the seven o'clock game, so I mean, you're
1: not gonna, yeah, you won't be able to get involved in that one. So, yeah, wow, it's it's pretty bad, actually. Yeah, I think all of these guys are contact pitchers.
0: Well, here's the question: is do you do you isolate the one o'clock or do you want some of the? Do you do you isolate the early slate and just play that because of everything basically wants in there, or do you involve the four o'clock too and do the all day just to get a little bit more strange in there with some of these guys that really might be. Uh, false, uh, false promises. Like guys, are like you know, just people putting in crazy lineups with stupid things in it. Or yeah. you just stick to the one o'clock? I feel like you just stick to the one o'clock even.
1: Yeah, just I think it. I think you just stick to the ones. You play some cash. You know, you could get involved in an in an all day slate if you want, and and maybe you attack some bats like maybe Arizona against Sean Anderson, eighty seven percent contact rate. Maybe maybe that allows you to get involved in in Texas, although that's a three p.m. game. Listen. Uh, you're definitely not rostering any of these pitchers from 3 p.m. on. Like, there's there's just no appeal with either of them. I mean, Maeda, sure. If you want to go that way, he's just going to be pretty expensive. And why spend, you know, roughly 10K on DK with him when you can just have DeGrom? Um, so that that's kind of where I would go. I would probably just play the earliest. Uh, if, I, if I were to play an all-day slate, I would attack some, some strong pitching up at the top. And then I would just try to take some value here with some. I think you may be able to get involved with, like, Cheap Baltimore bats, you know, cheap Seattle bats because of the just because of the pitching, right? It's just it's so bad. Even the White Sox against Adrian Sampson, I, I think maybe you can. Lloy Jimenez is is still fairly cheap, so I think you yeah. can get involved that way.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right, let's look at the betting for the weekend. What do you got your eye on, Chris?
1: All right, so let's let's stick with um, let's stick with Sunday here. I, I, I'm going to like Cleveland against Daniel Norris with Zach Plesac on the hill. I, I think we can hammer the Padres all weekend. I, I think we can get involved with them on Saturday and on Sunday. Um, Minnesota again on the road I think we're going to get a little bit of value there against Homer Bailey uh, Michael Pineda has been actually pretty decent lately not from a DFS standpoint but just limiting the runs he should get the run support I like the under and the Cubs and the Mets game with Jacob DeGrom and Cole Hamels on the board I'm going to like the over all weekend in, in Texas and Chicago the White Sox game there Dodgers at home and I actually like the Angel I think they're in a good spot with Tyler Skaggs on Sunday night let's move over to Saturday it's going to be Some similar teams with Minnesota, Barrios on the hill. Um, I'm going to like the over in the St. Louis and L.A. game with Pena and Hudson on the hill. The, The under, again, sticking with the theme with the under in Chicago between the Cubs and the Mets with Zach Wheeler and Quintana on the hill. Uh, you can always get involved with the Red Sox against the Jays. You're gonna have to lay some juice to to really get some value there. And then later on down the board, um, again the over. I mean, how could maybe not the over in Texas? Let's but let's side with Texas. Lance Lynn against Desponge. Let's let's definitely get yeah. involved with Texas there. Um, and yeah, that that rounds it up. I think we'll see some runs between the the Astros and the Yankees. So uh, you, you probably a good idea to jump on the over there on both days, Saturday, Sunday as well.
0: All right, so it's time to pick a home run call for the weekend. We got two days, Saturday, Sunday, to get it right. I tell you, I had a lot of options here. I, I went really with San Diego noticed. and Fran meal on Friday, so what I'm going to try to do is go away from San Diego. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to go with Noma Noma Mazara uh, down in Texas there between Avan Nova and the sponge. I mean, come on. There's got to be a
1: home run in there for my guy.
0: Got to have nomar going yard this weekend at home in arlington who you got to go yard this weekend chris
1: i was going texas too i i did i I take your guy i hope no no that's fine i'm gonna get cute with your boy Rugnet Odor. Oh, oh no, baby. That's right. I'm going to test the waters of this wow. data that you were sharing on Friday. I
0: just, on Friday, I just told you how good we're doing. And now look at you. You're going right on. I'll tell you what. He better hit. He better hit two.
1: <laughs> oh, baby. I'm feeling it. Rugnet Odor against the Sponge and Avon Nova, Nova. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be some home runs in that series, so Let's be honest. Oh, well, that's what, yeah.
0: I mean, it's Drupal Cabrera. I thought might be your way well, you're getting cute. I was like, okay, well, that's I was a thinking good about one. you
1: actually, since you choose a solid one as she well. Choose a
0: good one. I mean, but you went old door, huh? I, was, all right. I did. All right. Yeah. I'm, all right, and I'm fine guy. with it. I'm fine <laughs> with it. All right. That. actually like how you it. are on Monday. See how you like <laughs> it then. All right. Call it call it Follow us on Twitter and troll us all weekend at Joe Pizapia17 and at Chris meanie And of course, follow the Line Star app at Line Star app and Line Star MLB download the line Star app now get using it get the tools you need and of course pick up your fantasy football black book 2019 by me with dfs chapter by chris meany of course and get ready for nfl because football is coming that'll do it for me and chris have a great weekend everybody there's nothing left to do except step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard we'll see you next time kids You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by linestar hit subscribe tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pisa and Chris Meney